Hi everyone, and welcome to Fine Vines and Wine. I'm your host, Karis Pixie, and each week I'll be giving you all an insight into the behind the scenes of our favorite beverage, wine. I'd love for you to use this podcast platform as a winery guide for your next weekend away, exploring everything Australia has to offer. You never know, you might discover a new spot or two to visit. I acknowledge the Cadigal and the Bunurong Boon Wurrung and the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung peoples, traditional custodians of the land that we recorded today's podcast episode on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the nation. On this episode of Fine Vines and Wine, I'm joined by Michelle Gad from the online retailer Organic Wine Australia. Thank you for joining me today. How is the beginning of your week going? Oh, hi, Karis. Thanks for having me. Uh, look, busy as always uh, at the moment. We we are adding new wines all the time mm. and looking for uh, looking for new products for our customers. So yeah, it's a very 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 busy week. It uh, but they have been over the last eighteen months. So. Yeah, definitely. Especially because I feel like because of COVID and everyone being in lockdown, I feel like on buying wine online has really like risen. A lot of people are just buying so much wine online at the moment. Absolutely. People who've never had to uh, go down that route before have definitely mm. got online and, and uh, popped in some orders, which is great. And Perfect. Uh, we're hopefully providing a great range, but also people have taken the opportunity, I just think, to have a little bit of of a breath and go okay what wines do I want and they've Hmm. maybe if they've in the past drank more conventional wines they've taken the opportunity to think for my health and for the environment I'm just going to have a look at some organic wines um and the the quality and range uh these days is fantastic so they won't be just they won't be disappointed no I think as well people are sort of because they've obviously can't go out for dinner and everything well I found that I did especially I'm trying new wines or wines I wouldn't normally have tried if I was just going out for dinner so I feel like that's also great would be great for you guys as well absolutely because when you go out to dinner obviously you you're buying sort of 30 40 60 dollar bottle of wine Mm. and for those dollars when you're buying retail you can get very good quality wines um and uh, indulge a little bit and treat yourself so uh, it's been a fantastic opportunity for people you have the most comprehensive list of organic, biodynamic and minimal interference wines available in Australia. So congratulations for that. What's your sourcing process for your website and how do you decide which wines you're going to sell? Look, in the early days, it was really a task to to find uh, people organic and biodynamic and a good range of wines. But now Mm. we're reasonably well known. So we have a lot of producers who are going down the organic path or have just got their certification coming to yeah. us and presenting their products, uh, we would like to stock everything hmm. everything we're given really, um, you know, providing it reaches a certain quality point. But it's just uh, it's a matter of finding those that fit with perhaps areas we don't have on our list, um, yeah. such as Tassie wines. We've added Stefano Lubiana recently. We really uh, didn't have any uh, Tasmanian hmm. offerings, so it was great to get them on board. But really, any anybody who's uh, producing you know, quality, organic, biodynamic, uh, natural wines, we, we yeah. are interested in having a look at and sourcing them. We'll taste them and sort of uh, evaluate them on, on value for money. But we want to stock as much as we can and, and as many wines as possible. We would just want to have the keep, continue to have the biggest range and expand our list as we grow. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. So do they, if someone was to uh, write to you and say, oh, I have an organic wine, um, 
could you please stock it on your website? Do they have to send you like certifications and do you have to do a little bit of research to make sure that they're all like they're following all the rules and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Look, most of the time the certification will be on the back of the bottle, so that would be yeah. the first place we'd look. Um, we would uh, obviously get some samples to try and uh, and check out their, their their website or whatever information yeah. they've got got for us. But, yeah, look, if you're certified organic, then it's it's very easy to find that out very quickly as it, yes. as it is, is on the back of each bottle um, mm. or you, you ask them for those details. They don't always put it on every bottle, but they have the certification in the background. So sometimes we will ask for, for certificates or we'll, we'll search the um, publicly available databases through through Australian Organic or NASAA, um, whoever their certifying body is, those yeah. that information can soon be verified. Oh, okay, perfect. So it's pretty easy to find out if they're yeah not doing not doing what they say they're doing. <laughs> legitimate, yes, the legitimate yes. ones are certified organic and biodynamics. Very easy to verify that. Ah, oh, perfect. Um, how long have you been working in wine for? It's about uh, eighteen to nineteen years now. I uh, I didn't originally work in wine. I've come from the okay. IT. An IT background, so oh wow, but, yeah. But I wanted to. Uh, it's about twenty to twenty-five years ago. I was looking to move out of the city and uh, have a little bit of land. So I was mm. considering planting some grapes because wine had become a, a really strong interest for me. I just loved all the different wines and the flavors and the, the stories behind the wines and the producers. So it had become a bit of a passion. Yeah. And so I went to do a graduate diploma in viticulture, which is more about how you grow the grapes if I'm going to have mm. my little few acres of land. Yes. Um, and through that course I did a wine appreciation component and that's mm. that really ignited my, uh, my passion. And that's probably uh, one of my most memorable uh, wine moments was doing one of those wine appreci- appreciation uh, sessions and yeah. they, they had – uh, smells so they had just, just some some wine and they adulterated it a little bit and it's a great it's a great experiment people can do at home is, is yeah. just pour some pour some wine in a glass but say add uh, a little bit of juice out of your jar of olives into that wine ah, and mix, okay and mix it in and then smell it mm. and you will pick up you go oh yeah I can I can smell uh, green olive. And yes. even though when you have a real wine that's not adulterated, <laughs> it mightn't quite be that obvious, you start to train your, your palate and your nose to remember that smell and, and identify yes. it. So, And it was during one of these sessions where we were doing something like that. They had 10 glasses. We didn't know what smell we were meant to be able to smell, but yeah. we smelled each one. And all of a sudden I could really pick up those smells. And mm. it was it was a bit of an epiphany of, wow, all those tasting notes I've read that say there's fennel or there's red berries or there's uh, capsicum, whatever it might be yeah. in that smell, all of a sudden I could start to smell it. And that was a really light bulb moment where I go, this is so interesting and so much fun. Um, and that's probably where it all started back then as part of the wine appreci- appreciation. Yeah. And then I decided I wanted to be involved um, in some way in the wine industry before I got this magical piece of land. <laughs> yeah. And... So I, my philosophy had always been very green and natural. I thought we were, were doing such a bad job of it 20, 25 years ago mm. um, that I wanted to be involved in that, in that area of wine. So I really wanted to start a, just a little business um, selling, selling wine but really selling organic wine on its quality basis because I didn't think it was being promoted enough 
from that regard. Nobody can argue with quality. If you put a product in front of them and they taste it and they go, wow, that's fantastic, they're going to yeah. be buying it. So, And the fact that it's organic so it's better for the environment and better for our health are fantastic benefits, but if it's quality first, then mm. nobody's ever going to argue with that. No, definitely. I feel like organic wine is really people are starting to want to want to drink it more and it's starting to really come out and people are really going for it now, which is really great to see. The other thing is just an interest perspective. Organic yeah. wines are really going to reflect where they're grown, the, the climate mm. in which they're grown because they're forced to get the nutrients from the soil. They get the amount of sunshine that comes from the sky in that particular plot of land and that's where the story and the, the romance of wine comes from. This yeah. grape... This bunch of grapes that is in this bottle, um, and r- roughly it's about nine bunches of grapes, will go into a bottle of wine down there once it's uh, fermented and bottled. So yep. those nine bunches of grapes, I really want to know where they're grown and I really want to taste where they're grown. And that's, yep. I think, what organic and biodynamic really gives us, uh, amplifies that so that each in, each wine is so individual and it's such a pleasure to taste and interest and uniqueness so and authenticity so it's it's all of those things what made you want to work in the wine industry like why did you pick wine I guess you kind of covered it a little bit but was there anything that really drew you towards it yeah look the the passion was ignited but also I love the thought you're just working with uh, a lot of farmers very Mm down-to-earth people salt of the land people Yes. And they're great people to be associated with and, and you know, to, to, to wake up every day and be able to talk to these people, to be able to represent their products out in the world um, is another part of, of what I love about the wine industry. And also mm. just the variety. You get so much variety, you know. It's Tastes are so varied. People have so many different tastes, but there's, there's something for just about everybody, you know, from yes. whites to reds to sparklings, the variety, the interest, and every bottle of wine has a story to tell. So I think um, I think that's that's really what, what drives me and why the wine industry is so appealing. You know, I love that. I kind of feel the same as you. Like I love trying so many different wines and also um, – love learning about wine and everything like that the more I learn about it the more courses I want to do the more wines I want to try so yeah I think once you get started it's definitely a bit of an addiction it can be yes you you really you really become a wine adventurer and um, want to try more and more different wines stick organic and preservative free wines and they're sparkling um au naturel sparkling is is our biggest seller on our website when it's in oh wow and it's only just come back into vintage (laughs) So many people were uh, waiting for it to come back into vintage and it's, mm. uh, it was just released a couple of weeks ago. So we're, we're very happy to have it back on board. And, and uh, I just tasted it uh, again recently and it's fantastic drinking. They really oh, do a, fan- perfect. a great job of their preservative-free wines. For people listening, can you describe what goes into making a biodynamic wine and what sort of a biodynamic wine is? Yeah, biodynamics is such an interesting topic and it's one that's really hard to put into a few words. Mm. But it's um, it's from the teachings of Rudolf Steiner. Uh, okay. He was an Austrian philosopher back in the, the 1920s and 30s. Uh, and he was asked by uh, German farmers, German and Austrian farmers, so the chemical industry had sort of just started back then yeah. and the farmers on the ground were noticing that they just, it was a bit of a downward spiral. They started using chemicals but the results were decreasing over over time and they were worried yeah. about this. So 
um, he gave a series of lectures on on agriculture and biodynamics and how to grow without using chemicals, basically. So this is yeah. where the teachings come from. Okay. And it's a lot about your soil health, and it's a lot of about a lot about soil preparations. So um, these are uh, homeopathic preparations in a way yeah. from cow manure. And okay. So that one of the main preparations is called five hundred one. And it's a cow manure preparation. Basically, they they bury cow manure in a cow horn over the winter, and then they dig it yes. up in uh, in spring. And it's just full of microbiological activity, supercharged. Mm. It's then diluted in water and sprayed across your vineyard, and oh, it wow. just enlivens the soils. I mean, we're talking. You only need a very small amount of the uh, the uh, manure from the yeah. start and it's diluted in quite a lot of water and then sprayed so it is sort of homeopathic uh, quantities but it mm. just does enliven the soils so much and so that's one element of it is just having good alive balanced soils and a yes. balanced vineyard so you're using no chemicals and you have you know good beneficial insects are taking care of problem insects and everything's in balance you're also using the energy from the sun the light mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and water obviously, but so yep. it's it's what we call supercharged organics with these with this philosophy laid on top of it, which is all about just being in balance. Uh, now the other part of biodynamics, which people find a little harder to grasp, is based <laughs> on cycles cycles of the moon. Yeah, especially lunar cycles, and and mm. I mean we sort of take for granted the effect that the moon has on tides, but yes. It's, so it shouldn't be too hard to conceptualise that water in a plant, that the moon is going to have an effect mm. on waters running in a plant as well, which is sort of the, the basics of those uh, cosmic rhythms on plants as, as well. So mm. things are timed according to lunar cycles as to when you should plant the vines, when you should pick them, um, yes. all sorts of uh, interesting things like that. And when you talk to, to older generations of people, they'll say, oh, my... My dad used to farm, especially coming from sort of areas of Europe. My dad used to farm mm. like that. You know, he'd always he'd always do something just before the full moon, or yeah. So again, it's harking back to to some of those uh, older techniques. So yeah, biodynamics is a very interesting topic, and I would mm. uh, I would uh, implore listeners to just do a bit of a Google on it and and read up on it yourself because it's quite yes. an interesting area. Yes. No. When I went to um, last October, I think it was, I went down to McLaren Vale and went to down the rabbit hole wines, and they do a lot of biodynamic wine practices. So I learned all about it then, but I find it so fascinating. Yeah, it really is fascinating. And uh, look, I've still got lots to learn about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the proof is in the pudding somewhat uh, with your biodynamic wines. You've got some of your best wineries in Australia, such as uh, Cullen's uh, in in Margaret River. Vanya Cullen has has won uh, Winemaker of the Year as ranked by the uh, James Halliday several times in her career. Um, And they're just fantastic wines. And your Koleskis and your Paxton's and your... Stefano Lubiana, they're all they're all following biodynamic um, practices. Ah, oh, amazing. Um, what do you think makes a great organic wine? Um, a quality, individual, authentic product, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the most expensive wine. It's just something that really talks to your palate, and it's individual, and you recognise that there's a flavour or there's a, a component or a texture that you really love about it. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, an authentic authentic wine uh, from a, a, a producer who who is really taking care of their product. And, I mean, anyone thinks certified organic and biodynamic, you, you're sort of assured of that anyway. But, yeah. And something that delivers value for money in whatever price range it's in. So, um, you know, you, you want your good organic wines at around the 15 to 20 mark as yeah. well as your great organic wines at, you know, your 40 to $50. But we can't all afford to be drinking 40 or $50 bottles, <laughs> bottles of wine um, every day. So, and like anything, wine is a, about an experience. So sometimes what makes the bottle of wine is where you are, what you're doing and who you're sharing it with. Um, but when yes, you've got definitely. A, you know, when you've got a great bottle to talk about, an individual bottle, you know, this has come from, uh, you know, a little vineyard in McLaren Vale or, or whatever the story is behind it, it's it's fantastic to share that. Yeah, definitely. No, I love finding out, like, I love wineries that have, like, those little hidden stories and kind of have a story behind them. I think it's so lovely to hear about. And then you think about it more when you're drinking the wine as well. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh I mean, I guess that's what's lost on some of the the, the huge conventional uh, wines that that uh, are drunk at times. Is there isn't there isn't that story behind it really? Yeah. So many labels are just sort of made up that because they sound good in the marketing, mm. you know, they have a catchy they have a catchy label or you know a, a really uh, catchy name or interesting looking label. But but what the story behind a wine is really uh, is really what makes a great bottle for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Same here. Um, what do you think the wine industry and also the organic wine industry will see more or less of in 2021? Definitely more wines coming out all the time. And yeah. uh, sort of the, the natural wine movement has expanded people's horizons as definitely. far as, as tastes as well, which is great. Natural wine doesn't really have any certification behind it at this point in time. Mm. So it's sort of it's one you really want to research and, and know what the producer is doing if they're calling it a natural wine exactly what are they doing is it from certified organic fruit or not um, yes but it's been great in a way that people are now appreciate a bigger range of wines which is fantastic you've got your skin contact whites you've got your pet nats you've got a whole interesting um, array of different wines and and uh, so it's great it's a great range for people. Um, and especially natural wines being lower in preservative uh, yeah. in general, much lower in preservative and no additives and, um, you know, sometimes they're made in ceramic eggs or amphora. Yes. So, again, it's all part of that story to tell. But mm. I really think 2021 is going to be more about that, so just getting more of those interesting smaller varietals that from Europe that we don't see that often. Um, you'll start getting organic wines, you know, more organic vermentinos or uh, Zinfandels or whatever whatever yeah. varieties that uh, are still very small here, but we'll start to, to get some orga- organic varieties of those. But the other thing that's interesting, of course, is a, is a lower alcohol, no alcohol uh, movement that's happening. Yes. Um, really, really taking on a, a much more professional range of products so that you can you can find good low alcohol and no alcohol organic options down yes, the track. Yes, definitely. So it's still lacking a little bit at the moment. We we're, we're waiting for some some suppliers who've been talking about making some low or no alcohol wines. Yeah. We've only got a couple on the site that are low alcohol at the moment. We're really looking forward to uh, to be able to 
catered to people who don't want to drink uh, alcohol ever or people who perhaps, you know, they're driving or they, they're just uh, they, they're having a, um, a healthy month so they just want yes. those, those non-alcohol uh, options that are still adult drinks and still interesting drinks. Um, yes. And, and they don't feel like they're the outcast because they're, they're not, uh, you know, they're not having a, a standard glass of wine or something mm. like that. So I think that's really, uh, there's a lot of buzz around that and you, you've probably seen that uh, as well, that it's a really a growing area. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I did an episode with Plus and Minus Wines, which is a non-alcoholic wine brand and just trying their sparkling like I thought it tasted exactly the same as a normal sparkling which is so amazing to see because like a few years ago non-alcoholic wines definitely didn't taste like alcohol and I think if someone isn't drinking because of health reasons or if they're pregnant or if they're having a healthy month they at least want it to taste like what they're used to and not have some random taste yeah absolutely so uh it's fantastic those options coming but also things that are, are better for not that, well, we're hopefully going to have a, a lot more outdoor events and things uh, in yes. the next 12 months, <laughs> but, but just things like wine in cans and better options both for breakability and also uh, convenience and weight mm. um, and, and environment, you know. If it's uh, people are being able to just consume a smaller amount uh, because, you know, they only want to have one glass. So yes. wine in cans or, or different packaging um, can allow that to happen. So that is another area that... Uh, certainly will grow I think the acceptance of of wine not necessarily in glass bottles will uh will become more and more acceptable to uh to have wine in a can and things like that definitely no I love I've been getting into boxed wine and also wine in a can as well do you have any boxed or canned wine on the website or do you have plans to we've got piccolos at the moment which are the small format um Mm -hmm. we we do have some wine seltzers in a can at the moment. Oh, awesome. Now, technically, you can't call them wine because the, there's been some um, flavour additives just as natural fruit like uh, yeah. ginger or strawberry or, or things like that. But, um, yeah, they, they're wine-based products and they're wine seltzers. Yes. So lower, lower in alcohol, lower in calories, lower mm-hmm. in sugar um, in, in cans. So, but we do hope down the track to have more formats to offer people uh, as far as, uh, you know, smaller bottles or cans or wine in a, in a box and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, it's all coming as the, as the industry grows and expands. Yeah, definitely. Um, as an online retail store, what consumer trends are you seeing at the moment? Definitely preservative free has always yeah. been big um, and it's really a lot of interest around preservative free for all sorts of, of, of health reasons. Um, and yeah. also, yeah, as you said, definitely the smaller formats, the lower alcohol formats and people just wanting to to taste a range of wines. So we're finding our wine packs where you might have, uh, you know, six Shirazes from across Australia in six different regions. Uh, yeah. pe- people are wanting to explore. They're wanting to 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 work out the difference, okay, what does a McLaren Vale Shiraz taste like compared to a Margaret River Shiraz? Mm. And just to explore and understand wine a little bit more and be on part of that uh, that wine adventure where you, you, you sort of become intrigued as to 
why why are there different flavours and, and where do these flavours come from and what's it all about? For someone who hasn't tried many organic wines, I definitely am getting more into it, but I haven't tried a lot. Um, what would you recommend trying first? Because as you said, you do the wine packs and stuff like that, which is such a great idea. Are there any like beginner level wines or wines you suggest trying? Oh, certainly, yeah. And our packs are really, we try and put those together with value in mind as well as a good variety and what we know is popular and people will will get the pack and be impressed with the quality and the variety uh and and go on a little adventure when they're tasting their way through it so yeah there's there's some great entry-level packs there if you're if your motivation's preservative free there'll be preservative free packs uh if perhaps your motivation is organic and vegan there'll be organic Mm. and vegan packs there so uh yeah and we're always happy to tailor packs uh if people want to email or give us a call we can certainly yeah. help help out in that regard but yeah look definitely um on the website there's a there's an area for recommended wine packs and if you if you have a look in there and, and choose your particular interest area whether it's a red pack a Shiraz yeah. pack a preservative free white pack you'll find mm. a, you'll find a pack that will suit and it's a great a great introduction to what's available on the website no, definitely. And I feel like having the packs as well, it's a great way to sort of share with friends and sort of get your friends involved in organic wine as well. So yeah, the packs seem like a great idea. And they do, yeah, they challenge you perhaps to, you know, you might always just drink Shiraz, but you might yeah. go for a red pack and, it, it, you know, there might be a varietal in there such as a Tempranillo or a Grenache that you've never really tried that much before and you mm. taste it. And you're all of a sudden like, wow, I, I really like that varietal. So it's a good way to explore explore some of the other options as well do you have anything new for us to look forward to in 2021 in regards to the website or are there any goals you're hoping to smash as well yeah look as far as the website we we're just expanding the offerings um for more varietals uh and more wines from more regions of australia which is fantastic and making sure we 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 have all the producers that people instantly identify as organic um, mm. we've, we've got about 90% of that covered probably, but we, we do want to have all wineries, such as one of the wines I mentioned before, Cullen. We don't have those on our website at the moment. The reason for that, we used to stock them, but they were more widely available, so everyone was able to access those wines already, and we, we tried to support some, some smaller, lesser-known yeah. producers. But now we're just at the point where we'd love to, uh, you know, be stocking every quality everything every quality organic and biodynamic wine um so we want people to 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 be able to come to us and and get everything that you know everything they've heard of or or they know about so that's part of what we'll be doing also we're going to be looking at more certainly more packs and we're going to be looking at um some wine subscriptions down the down the track for people that do love that adventure where they just want to sign up and say, send me six bottles uh, every month because I'd or every two months, three months, you know, mm. you, it'll be so that you can cu- curate it to your own requirements. So we're, we're, we're working on that this year. I, de- I don't think that'll be quite ready for this year, but that's certainly something mm. that's in the pipeline uh, in the next uh, six to 12 months. Um, oh, amazing. That sounds we- exciting. Yeah, because I feel like that's great. People love that sort of have it sometimes people don't want to pick it themselves they just want the experts to tell them what they think is good at the moment and what to drink so that I think that'll be so successful yeah yeah we hope so and look 
I do it manually for a few people at the moment. They, yeah. uh, once a month, I, I've got a list of uh, a list of, of customers that uh, just want me to send them such as a, a case of preservative-free reds or six bottles of um, organic white. So I do yeah. it on a, a little bit more of a manual basis at the moment. We're hoping to automate that down the track. Uh, the other interesting area, we've sort of touched on it, we want to explore some no alcohol options that mm. are certified organic. There's there's plenty out there at the moment. Well, there's starting to be plenty, but none of them are certified organic. And we know that some of our, our big suppliers are are looking at that option okay. and um, formulating plans to have some products available in the next six to 12 months. So that would be amazing as well. Um, yes, we definitely. also, look, there's some other great beverages out there that that aren't, we do have a few spirits on our website at the moment, such yeah. as organic organic gin um, and organic vodka. We'd really like to expand that as well because there's some other great offerings, um, such as some organic Scotch whiskies, some oh, ciders. Awesome. We've got a couple of organic ciders on the site, but we'd love mm. to expand that a little bit more. And um, just all sorts of other beverages, such as um, you know organic kombucha. That's yes very slightly alcoholic and, and stuff like that. There's some great products out there. So uh, we, we'll certainly be looking at some of those options as well. No, that sounds so exciting because I feel like so many people yeah, are getting into the organic space that if they don't drink wine but they do like alcohol, it's nice to sort of cater to everyone. It is, it is. And, you know, some you might only buy, you'll buy a bottle of gin and 11, 11 bottles of wine to pop into your box with us and mm. you get you get a, you know, they... They all get, once you get that 12-bottle limit, they all get discounted. So you can have your one bottle of gin and your 11 bottles of wine or you can have your, your you know, three bottles of cider plus nine bottles of wine. Mm. However you want, to, uh, you want to put it together, then we want to be able to provide those options. Or yeah, even, they- and piccolos. We're finding people are putting, um, you know, six piccolos as well as 12 bottles of wine in a box because they want, those those options when they might be just wanting one drink at night or they might uh, they might uh, want to take it out somewhere take it to a friend's place or whatever and they just want a piccolo so yeah all those sort of options and and different different formats and different combinations uh we allow people to to order them all together and get them in one box so continue to uh provide those sort of options you know, I think that's great, especially for families. For example, my boyfriend, he only drinks, well, he says he only drinks a red that you can't see through. So basically a really heavy red yeah, um, right. and cider and beer. Whereas I personally, like I can have one glass of a heavy red, but I probably couldn't have any more. So I feel like, yeah, being able to create a pack that everyone in the family can have is such a good idea as well. Yeah, that's right. And there's the more and more options in that regard. So it's fantastic that people can can get exactly what they want um, and uh, get it all delivered in one box to their door. And it makes life a whole lot easier. Do you have a favorite food and wine pairing? I feel like if you're into organic wine, then you may be into organic food as well. So are there any pairings that you would suggest? Look, I, I have to be completely honest here I'm going for a very a very traditional pairing that mm. I just can't go past which is a fantastic bottle of sparkling wine yes and fresh oysters oh my god uh, yes amazing <laughs> it's just it's it's really hard to go past that one for me but uh, mm. either champagne or a, a great bottle of Stefano Lubiana um paired with and I'm I'm all for just natural fresh oysters just with a bit of lemon juice 
even better if you've collected them yourselves, which yourself, which I've done on one or two occasions in the past and opened them yourself. But mm. um, you know, foragingly as naturally as possible is always good. Um, yes. So yeah, no oysters and champagne or oysters and sparkling are is would have to be my ultimate food and wine experience. Mm, no, that sounds amazing. Definitely, I think I have to agree with you there as well. And being able to get them yourself and open them yourself. I know there's a couple of places um, down in Shoalhaven that does it. So I'm like, it's on my list to do. Yeah, over in the southern New South Wales there at Marimbula and Pambula is where I've um, okay. collected them myself <laughs> before and, and opened them. And it's, it's just a whole new experience when they're that fresh. It's amazing. Oh my God, definitely. Um, so we're coming up to the last question, which is the hardest one. Um, and I just wanted to say a massive thank you for joining me today. Um, I've loved learning about organic and biodynamic wines. What from organic wines would you take to a dinner party, a barbecue and give as a gift? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so at a dinner party, now dinner party for me would be definitely sparkling wine. Yes. So I would be taking a bottle of uh, Angove Naturalis Cuvée Brut as my okay. as my lower price point option. Mm. The, at around the fifteen to sixteen dollar mark, absolutely fantastic drinking, um, yeah. good Australian sparkling wine. At my prior higher price point option, there it would definitely be Stefano Lubiana um, Blanc de Blanc sparkling. Yes. This, the way this wine is made and the effort that goes into it, you could, you could be comparing it to vintage champagne at three times, oh, wow. three times the price. It is just a fantastic wine. Now, your barbecue, definitely I'd be looking at your um, uh, lighter reds for a yes. barbecue. So for my more expensive option, I would be looking at a Naringa Pinot Noir, fantastic but you know, Again, ideal biodynamic growing um, in the Adelaide Hills. Uh, mm. His his estate Pinot Noir is is just divine. So a lighter red there. Yeah. Uh, as the as the cheaper option, um, you would look at uh, uh, something like at the Tambourine Merlot. It always is fantastic drinking. It's yeah. It's Everyone who I give that Merlot to or recommend it <laughs> to, they absolutely love it. And it's it's won awards and, and again, a wine at sort of $15, $16 a bottle, it's yes. it well and truly over-delivers. Over As a gift, um, again, probably I would uh, look at a good red as a gift. Yes. Um, so for my higher-priced uh, gift, I'd probably look at a Yangara Old Vine Grenache. Okay. Um, the story behind the Angara Grenache, they're, they're grown as bush vines. They're up on um, a very high altitude uh, vineyard that yeah. they um, call the beach because okay. it's really, really sandy. Mm. Um, so just, you know, vines that have been around for 40, 50, 60 years, old vine, Grenache yeah. grapes, um, has a great story to tell. And for your cheaper option there, Something like um, your Miracle on the Wire. We have these okay. uh, wines from um, Leo Gate in New South Wales called okay. Miracle on the Wire. They do a Shiraz, a Cab Sav and a Merlot. People who yeah. would get a bottle of that and drink it would think it's a, a $30 bottle of wine. It really, oh, wow. 
drinks really well, but it's again, it's in that sort of fourteen, fifteen dollar mark. So um, it's perfect. I'd, prob- I'd probably go for the Shiraz in that one, the Miracle on the Wire Shiraz as a uh, as a lower priced gift gift option. Um, will really impress. Oh, perfect. No, amazing. Thank you so much. They all sound, I'm going to have to check all of them out. I'm definitely going to check. <laughs> I've definitely like added a few to the list in my brain. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> Fantastic, Karis. Thank you so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. And Oh, um, no, thank you. Thank you. It's been so interesting to learn about. So thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe and share with your friends. I'll see you next week for another closer look into the wine industry. Now go and grab that glass of wine. You deserve it.